Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And ladies and gentlemen, please do not forget to subscribe to Believe in Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave a five-star review. Ladies and gentlemen, over the last week, the Houston Rockets ended their 15-game losing streak. So on today's show, I'm actually going to discuss the Houston Rockets, wait for it, two-game winning streak. We're going to talk about the game in which they ended their losing streak against the Chicago Bulls. And then we're going to also talk about the game when they extended their winning streak from one to two against the Charlotte Hornets on Saturday. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets by looking at some of the rumors that started to come out since the last time you and I got together. Um, The whether or not Steven Silas is on the hot seat. I'm actually going to share my thoughts about that really quick. But first, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I got to get this latest installment of Belize kicked off by talking about John Wall. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys that this latest episode of Believe in the Rockets is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props and odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So head on over to the updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and you will receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just remember to use the promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets by looking at the biggest story that's going on with the Houston Rockets as of right now. And that is whether or not John Wall has the possibility to return to the Houston Rockets. Now, we all know the story. Prior to the 2021-2022 season starting, Wall, along with Raphael Song, sat there on the media day. And I was there in person. They sat there and told us that the plan for this upcoming season is to sit wall for the entire season and the only way he will play this upcoming season is if the rockets can grant his wish to move him on to one of his preferred destination now on saturday this whole situation got really really crazy because according to adrian wozanowski of espn he reported that wall and the organization is going to revisit that plan to see about the possibility of him returning to the team 
Now, with that being said, ever since Woes released that report, John Wall has took to Instagram and he has taken to Twitter to kind of contradict the reports that's been out there. First and foremost, there was a report that said on Sunday, Stone, Kosalis, and Wall got together and had a meeting about what would his role be if he was to return to the team. He does not want to come off the bench. He wants a prominent role within the team, and the Rockets are not going to go for it. He took to Twitter, called that report a lie. If these reports are true or not true, I'm looking at this from a standpoint of the reports being true. And when I take a look at this John Wall situation, I'm not going to sit here and talk about weigh the good and the bad of wall playing or not because if you guys listened to the last installment of believe in the rockets and if you had an opportunity to read my work on sb nation and for those of you guys who did shout out to you guys i really appreciate the support but you guys know where i stand i understand why wall isn't playing he still consider himself, let's say, an all-star caliber player, him at least. And the Rockets are moving on, and they have fully embraced and fully accepted the rebuild. Because let's face it, the only reason why John Wall ended up in Houston to begin with is because they wanted to use Wall as a way to, for James Harden to change his mind. But by the time John Wall came here to Houston, Harden was already mentally checked out. As a matter of fact, he wasn't even here. He was You, you, you remember the story. He was partying with Lil Baby. But going back to the situation, I understand if, if this report is true about wall being upset that the rockets would not give him a prominent role within the team i totally understand it and i'm totally behind the rockets because let's say if stone and steven solace was okay with wall coming back let's break this down first and foremost wall doesn't care about the success of the team he would only be using the Rockets to showcase to 29 other teams and let's say for the sake of this argument the top 15 teams in the league more so teams that has their eyes set on the playoffs championship contending teams he's not going to be going out there playing for the Rockets he's going to be going out there to play for himself to showcase that he can still be utilized in order to help a team get to their ultimate goal, which is of course winning the championship. You also gotta take into consideration for the Houston Rockets side of things that if Wall was to come back, it will throw off the chemistry and it will also hinder the development of Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. And to me, I'm more so worried about the development of KPJ. And I say that because when you go back and you take a look at the few games that Wall and Porter played last year, those two guys did not match. And with Steven Salas giving Kevin Porter Jr. the keys to be this team's primary ball handler, the keys to be this team's point guard, that means Wall is going to have to play off the ball. And Wall's play style isn't good to be utilized off the ball because look let's face it he has never been a great shooter 
And his best attribute is facilitating, passing the ball. And in order for Wall to do that, he's going to need the ball in his hands. And you don't want to take the ball out of Kevin Porter Jr. hands because, look, say what you want about KPJ, but this guy, he has showcased the improvements that he has made in his game, and KPJ has looked damn good. You don't want to hinder his development. I'm not going to throw Jalen Green into this too much because he seems like a guy who could be an off-ball guard. But for Kevin Porter Jr., it's extremely important that you keep the ball in his hands. Now, on the flip side of things, you can stagger the minutes and have John Wall come off the bench. I think that would be the best case scenario. That way you can always have a primary ball handler or primary facilitator on the floor. But in order for that to happen, Wall has to accept a bench role. And that is where the issue come in at. Steven Salas and Raphael Sohn, they're going to do what's best for the team. And if Wall cannot accept a role off the bench and be, I wouldn't necessarily call him a role player because a six-man role isn't just a random role on a team no it is literally a primary a very good responsibility to have on the nba team but at the end of the day steven Salas and rafael song they're going to do what's best for this organization and if wall cannot accept the fact that he has to come off the bench he's going to continue just sitting out plain and simple <laughs> and what's funny over the last week or so when I'm at practice, I've noticed Wall being a little bit more active than before doing practices. Now, he's not doing any five-on-five drills. He isn't taking part in any kind of game plans or anything like that. But John Wall has been going through individual workouts. He has been shooting around with the team. At times, we go in there, we, we have seen him play one-on-one -on -one with Jalen Green and multiple teammates, and he still looks damn good. But at the end of the day, those two guys, Stone and Stone and Silas, they're going to do what's best for this organization. And as of right now, that is to continue the development of Kevin Porter Jr., especially KPJ and Jalen Green, in order to make sure that this rebuild that the Rockets are embarking on is going to be successful moving forward. Speaking of moving forward, ladies and gentlemen, the Houston Rockets have ended their 15-game losing streak. So on the other side of the break, we're actually going to talk about how good and what changed for this organization to go on way forward a two game winning streak believe in the rockets only on the believe podcast network all righty ladies and gentlemen continuing here with this latest installment of believe in the rockets the houston rockets have ended their long and dreadful 15 game losing streak and ladies and gentlemen i was getting so nervous that the rockets were going to either match or surpass the 20 game losing streak that they went on last season but ladies and gentlemen i was there in the, inside the toyota center wednesday night and saturday night and look what i've seen from this organization over the last two games when i thought of the houston rockets heading into the 2021-2022 season, this is what I thought of. A young team, every single night, they are showcasing the development, 
In the words of Coach Steven Silas, they are showcasing and applying the lessons learned. And they are also showing grit. And when you take a look at the 118-113 victory over the Chicago Bulls, when you take a look at the 146-143 to overtime victory over the Charlotte Hornets on Saturday, that is what you saw. And when I take a look at those two wins, what changed for the Rockets was the fact that Coach Steven Silas, he continued to tweak and adjust his rotations. He continued to tweak and adjust his starting lineup. And prior to Wednesday's game, every adjustment still had Daniel Tice being part of the rotation. But on Wednesday, for the first time this season, Daniel Tice recorded his first DNP, coach's decision. Saturday, the same thing, DNP, coach's decision. Now, what I'm about to say is no disrespect to Tice because I, I, I'm under, under the belief if you make it to the pinnacle of the league, you are a damn good ball player. Doesn't matter your status or anything. And Daniel Tice has established himself as a guy who can be used as a very vital piece to a lot of teams in the NBA. He had success over the last couple of years in, in Boston. Very vital to their success. Very vital to their playoff run. But he does not fit here in the city of Houston. And to me, that was the biggest difference in the Rockets winning those two games. And I'm going to take it a little bit further. And this is something that I talked about last week and the week before that. When you take a look at Christian Wood, he, he is at his best when he is A, arguably the only big on the floor for the Rockets at the five where he can utilize the entire paint to his will. Or if he's on the court sharing the floor with another big who can facilitate the ball. We saw it last year with Kelly Olenek, and of course we are seeing it this year with Alper and Shagoon. And by the way, I think AP is the best passer on this team. I can watch this man pass the ball all day. AP is going to be a GOAT here in the city of Houston. <laughs> Let me just say that. But we're going we're gonna to give AP his praises at another date. But every time Christian Wood was on the floor with Daniel Tice, he did not look the same. It seems like he did not have enough space to utilize and play his own game. And I get it. I understand it. Daniel Tice was brought here to Houston to add, let's say, a little bit of physical toughness to the team. He was here to be somewhat of a defensive anchor to the team. I understood the reasoning behind Raphael Stone bringing Daniel Tice here to Houston. But unfortunately, that was not a great signing for the Rockets, especially considering that Tice's play on the court was hindering the play of Christian Wood. And over the last two games where the Rockets won, 
Christian Wood looked like the guy that we were all voting, hoping, and praying would make the all-star team last year because over the last two games, he has recorded 24 and a half points and 13 rebounds. Now, I want you guys to listen to the exchange between myself and Coach Steven Salas because, look, it's not easy for a coach to go to any player, but especially a veteran player, and talk to him and tell him that you have been benched because of X, Y, and Z, or you are not going to play because of A, B, and C. I want you guys to listen to this exchange between myself and Steven Salas. Yeah, it's definitely hard to have those conversations with him. And I, I had anticipated him playing that night, so that made it even worse. So uh, we had a conversation around it, and um, I told him that I had planned on playing him. And, you know, with if Seawood starts at the five, and then we have Alpi at the five, um, having three guys play that five spot, uh, it's a little bit tough, but I told him I'm going to be attentive about hopefully getting him in the game. Now, the reason why I played that clip, I wanted to showcase and, and let you guys hear that Silas is a real coach. He is a coach that is going to do whatever it takes in order to put his players in the best position to succeed. And that is what we're seeing in Christian Wood as of right now. And by the way, by removing Tice out of the rotation and filling his minutes in with guys like DJ Augustine, that gave the Houston Rockets the ability over the last two games. That gave the Rockets the ability to have a veteran point guard who can come in and settle the offense. Because this, yes, I'm a, I'm a believer in Kevin Porter Jr. But at times, just like his, just just like the guy compare him to a lot, James Harden. Sometimes he can go a little bit too much one on one, and the offense can become a little bit too stagnant. DJ Augustine in both of those games, every time it seemed like the game was 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 trending in the wrong direction for the Rockets, he came in and started and, and gave the Rockets a little bit of an extra boost off the bench. The same can be said for Daniel House who over the last two games has looked like the Daniel House that we all started loving during the 2019 season. And let's not forget the three-point shooting of Amani Brooks and Garrison Matthews. Like I mentioned, <laughs> Steven Silas's coaching philosophy, offensive coaching philosophy, is much better when you have guys like Brooks, Garrison Matthews, hell, even Eric Gordon, who has looked really good. Jayshon Tate, who it seems like he has unlocked another version of his game by being a reliable offensive threat for this organization. Steven Silas's system looks hella good, really good when they are knocking down their threes. As a matter of fact, in the overtime victory against the Charlotte Hornets on Saturday, this is a team that connected on 46% of their three-pointers by connecting on 23 
threes, which is, of course, a season best. And by the way, you got to continue talking about Kevin Porter Jr. I don't know about you guys, but I get so excited watching him play basketball because you can see the growth and development in his game, especially after I had an opportunity to talk to him about some of the kinks that he was still working out to start the season when he was being held as his team primary ball handler slash point guard. But going back to my original statement, by taking Daniel Tice out of the rotation, that also gave an opportunity to in more minutes to guys like AP and also Kenya Martin Jr., where they could come in and just bring an energy that can also give the Rockets an extra boost on the court. Once again, no disrespect to Daniel Tice. I do believe when he is put in the right situation, he is actually a very reliable and solid player. However, when you take a look at the guys that the Rockets have on their team, when you take a look at the coaching style and the coaching philosophy of Steven Silas, Tice isn't good for the Rockets and the Rockets are not good for Tice. But speaking of Steven Silas, ladies and gentlemen, before we closing out this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, I do want to discuss the rumors about Silas's job being on the line. And I don't think that is a conversation that should be had as of right now. And before moving on, I want to tell you guys about Lightbox Jewelry. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gifts of the year. By using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they have cracked the science of sparkles, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you will ever find, priced at $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but they are grown in a lab. And because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox Lab Grown's diamonds are the gifts that your loved ones will never want to take off. And plus, they are priced at a reasonable price, so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkles to your holiday shopping. Again, that's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, never a dull moment. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, before we close out this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, look, <laughs> the last time we got together, I talked about Steven Silas. And I said, I don't think it's fair that people can start, should start questioning his job. And it's ironic because after I posted that podcast, a couple of days later, there was a report by Bleacher Report that Stephen Solis's seat within the Rockets organization is starting to heat up. And that report came out Wednesday morning. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of ironic that Tillman Fatita and Raphael Stone could be seen at the Rockets game Wednesday night. The Rockets won. Solid seemed like he had a sigh of relief. And not only did the Rockets won Wednesday night, they also won again Saturday night. So I say all that just to say, and of course, fans upset about the 15-game losing streak. 
it was so much turmoil going on over the last couple of weeks to the point where you have to start to a certain extent looking at solace. But guys, I'm always going to be on the bandwagon of not getting rid of getting rid of solace. I don't care if he finished the year with the league's worst record in the NBA again. And I say that because one, when you look at these two games, the win against the Bulls, the win against the Hornets, and by the way, we're not talking about like like if they were playing against the Pistons or the Thunder or, you know, one of the other bottom teams in the NBA. No, they actually won these games against two really good teams that if the playoffs started today, the Hornets and the Bulls would be in the playoffs. And neither one of these games was easy. But those two games prove that from the adjustments to take Daniel Tice out of the rotation to keeping his players motivated and for Solace to experiment with different philosophies, to experiment with different rotations, to experiment with different things in order to put his players and get his team in a position where they can start seeing success. That says a lot about Solace as a head coach and ladies and gentlemen, regardless of what the Houston Rockets record is as of right now, that is what you want to see in a head coach. Because look, I said this before and I'm going to say it again. It does not matter who the coach is. No coach could find success with the bad hand that, that Solace was dealt ever since he took over as head coach. Because at the end of the day, and this goes into my second point, Silas has yet to be in a successful situation with this team. The only way we can honestly start judging him is whether or not once this team get themselves into the position where they could be respected again, then we could start judging him as a head coach. But that's kind of hard to do when your third best player is the number two overall draft pick from the 2021 NBA draft. And the majority of your players, if not all of them, outside of that number two pick could easily be either in the G League or out the league as of right now. Because let's be real. If this was a normal NBA team, Armani Brooks would not be here. Garrison Matthews would not be here. Um, who else would not be here? I mean, I could go on and on. Hell, Kenya Martin Jr. probably won't even be getting that much minutes. He'd probably be in the G League somewhere. And I know some of you guys might listen to this and say, well, look, Silas has to go, go and this and that and this and that. But I've been told by a source, Silas is going to stick around for at least the entire season because him and Raphael Stone are close. They have a really good relationship. I'm not going to buy Silas's job is on the line as of yet. As I know, as of right now, Silas has the full support of Cody M. Davis. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Believe in the Rockets Only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y. D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.